Hello everyone and welcome to In Case You Missed It on the Insider Network and as always I am joined by Tommy. Hello. And we have a special guest on In Case You Missed It for the first time. We've had guests on other shows but today we are joined by Joe. Oh yeah. Welcome um, Joe. So Joe, you're familiar with our show In Case You Missed It? Yeah, I've seen a couple of your shows before. Yeah, good. That's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> So if you don't know, in case you missed it, we break down the week's film news, headlines, box office, everything uh, that's been going on the last week of film, uh, in case you missed it. Oh, uh, that's why we call it that. I had wondered. Um, just because Tommy likes me to say the episode numbers. I think this is episode 24. It 23. Might be. I can't remember. I didn't look. It's 23. Um, maybe. Um, but let's <laughs> jump into the, this week's trailers. We had a couple of big ones. Yeah, uh, we did. One. One particularly big one that kind of was probably the most talked about one uh, for a number of reasons yeah. was the first trailer. Dora the Explorer. From... No. Oh. No, that wasn't. Uh, that wasn't. I was going for, for Mulan. Um, so, of course, Disney are doing all these live action remakes. Um, and they're going a little bit of a different direction. They kind of have one like Lion King, which is very faithful to the source material the original animated one then you've got yeah. ones like Cinderella where it kind of does its own thing and this looks like it's doing its more of its own thing we're not getting any new shoe they're no songs the Chinese uh, yeah it doesn't look like we're going to get songs I think they said that they're going to do that for the score so I think it'll be nice like uh, make a man out of you it'll just be like a score a during a montage. yeah it'll be like a line as well like they had the um like um, you'll bring honour to us all line in there there doesn't yeah. seem to be any sort of re like resemblance or like sort of throwbacks to the the original animated characters as well they all just seem to like I don't know look yeah yeah they all just seem to like as you say do their own thing I I like that I like that they're being a bit different and it's just because Mulan um, is like a massive story in like the like mythology of like China and it's like it's like they're King Arthur like it's just part yeah. of their it's like a legend in their country which never actually happened but it's just like a cool story so I'm interested well, to just it. see see that no I didn't I'm interested <laughs> to like see um, just a new version of that of that story I, I've actually liked everything I've seen and I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of musicals as regular listeners may have picked up on um, yeah yeah yeah. I, I, like, I like the musicals I like the song I don't listen. but um, um, and Mulan is actually my favourite Disney animated film oh really yeah um, so, but I'm still really interested in this. I'm still really mm. on board, and I thought it was a really good trailer as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm really interested in what they do with it. Um, uh, this one, it, it felt like there was something missing from it. I don't know what it was. Uh, I wonder if it's just because I know the Mulan story already, and if I didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know because it because it looks so much like a different film. I kind of had that same feeling. Uh, it didn't have any like oomph. it didn't have any yeah, it's just missing so maybe it's just it's, maybe it's missing a dragon <laughs> yeah maybe it right but I don't know it's difficult because obviously the reviews have now come out for Lion King um, yeah so I'm going to touch on that a little bit and it, it's not it's not done particularly well just to say the least but I think I think part of that is because of the comparisons and how needed it was um, yeah, I think there's I think there's something to be said for. I mean, they released a clip the other day of um, Akuna Matata, yeah, and it just looks creepy coming out of there, yeah. like because it it just looks like a real lion yeah. singing a song. 
Whereas like, Which doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, in, in Jungle Book, you can kind of get away with that creepy aspect because it was a little bit creepy and a little yeah. bit scary, you know? Yeah. Slightly yeah. darker tone to it, whereas Lion King isn't really. Yeah, there's, not even, there's no human element to even anchor it down, which Jungle Book had. Yeah. Know? And I think they had less, so- they had like two songs in Jungle Book as well. Yeah. Whereas this is like, it's going to have like 10 songs in that. And they also had Christopher Walken as a ginormous orangutan. Love that, which was amazing, yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of just like, yeah, like Bill Murray singing Bare Necessities, like, kind of. <laughs> Whereas this is, like, going to have, like, every song. Yeah. And it's just... I think, it, I think the comparisons to the original are going to be... I think there'll be a lot of people who are like, what's the point of it? Yeah, well, some it's stuff... I mean, we've seen from the trailers, some stuff is shot for shot. Like, the tiny yeah. paw and the big paw print, like, it's just shot for shot from the original. Yeah. Which is, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but it, it, to go back on to yeah. um so like every week we do a yes no maybe and like what well, if this trailer has sold you on the film um there sounds like a yes for you Tom it is a yes it's a big yes for me actually yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at both of your reservations because it is a big big yes for me but maybe that's a bias as a big Mulan fan maybe I'm even more on board already so yeah. Joe, Joe, what are you thinking? It's a no from me. No, I just no. didn't. I didn't feel anything from Fair it. Enough. It just seemed very generic to me. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm in a similar. Well, I'm not going to be as harsh to say no, but I'll go. I'll go maybe for just for the trailer for itself. I'm sure the film itself will probably be great, but oh, fair enough. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting a little bit more Cinderella sort of vibes from this Which one. Which is one of the best live action. Yeah. Disney films that they've done I loved that film speaking of live action Disney films I didn't want to go best live action Disney film because um, it's far from it um, Disney are just bumping up I suppose because Maleficent's not actually that far away um, but we've got a second sort of look at Maleficent and I, I, I still wonder who actually cares about this film <laughs> well um, obviously we had the whole thing recently where I didn't know this film existed um, but yeah and I never saw the first one uh, but and the first trailer didn't do much for me mm. I have to say this looked like a really cool trailer there's like a lot of really interesting, interesting stuff in there that I was you know actually kind of all about and it's like seeing the stuff at the end with like more of Maleficent's people and yeah I don't know Michelle Pfeiffer just you know we could start a whole Michelle Pfeiffer from... podcast just because she's amazing Maybe it's that true. sold it for me heavily, but I don't know. I, I kind of liked everything I saw in this. It had like frozen vibes about it. Yeah, I kind of got frozen That's vibes. Yeah, I see what you mean. That's, I think, like, you know, the prequel, not prequel, but yeah, prequel, like, origin story thing, which I understand the first one was. Maybe that just, yeah. you know, was one thing, but I really like this, like, no, this is what happened after Sleeping Beauty. I love that, and I love this, the look of the world, and I, I was really surprised going from my thoughts going into watching this trailer to how I felt after I saw it. Um, so straight away, I'm just going to say it was a yes for me. I was, I was really surprised oh. by this. Makes me want to go back and watch the first one. Joe, have you seen the first one? I haven't seen the first one, no. But this second one looks cool and it's kind of making me want to go back and see that first one, you know, just to see that world more. And like, I love in that trailer, like, especially at the end when you see like another one of her people yeah so i'm not i'm not familiar with like the films but i get that Me she's neither. like like you know the dark supposedly fairy the dark fairy i don't know i don't know last, what it is. last of a race maybe. whatever maybe i don't know who knows um but yeah that kind of enticed me yeah 
Oh, but you're I'm not as the only one who's watched the first one. <laughs> um, I, I don't like the first one that much, and Mr. S2 didn't really do anything more for me. It's kind of more of the same, I think. Fair enough. Um, even though, yeah, seeing the other like dark fairies or whatever they are, uh, in a way is kind of cool, but I don't know, I feel like it's just going to be generic. I, I, I don't expect anything new from this film. I feel like it's just, I feel like it's going to bomb. Really? The box office. Sure, fire for that. The yeah, first yeah. one banked, didn't it? The first one, like, made it did. It grossed a billion. Uh, maybe. I think it grossed a billion. You know. I think it might have, but I just, I, I don't think anyone cares. I think the audience of the, the first one would have grown up a bit and isn't particularly interested. It looks a little skews a little bit older, so maybe it's trying to follow that. Yeah. I don't know. Potentially, I, I, but again, I don't really know what the market is for this because it's gone a little bit more into the. Yeah, that's into fair. Into the darker sort of side of it. Yeah, when it's scheduled for, what, October, is it? Something like that. September, October. Yeah, it's a funny time, because kids are back to school and stuff, so it's not really, like, hitting that kids the in the summer. sort of time as, do you remember Nutcracker last year? Not that oh, yeah, no one saw that, though, did they? Yeah, I feel like it's the same sort of thing. I think the first Maleficent had a summer release as well. Oh. They couldn't fit it in the schedule with, with Toy Story, Lion King, um, Endgame, Aladdin. Yeah. And then Star Wars, like they just when are they going to release that otherwise? Yeah. So they've yeah. just dropped it somewhere and hope that it will make some sort of money. Um, the next trailer we got was a second trailer for Tommy's favorite Spanish teacher, Dora, and the city, lost city of gold. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I saw a lot of positive talk about the first trailer and. I, I, know, I was kind of optimistic about that at the time, if I remember rightly. And then the first trailer came out, I went, oh, I don't know. And then this trailer again, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a children's movie with the like, 10 second long fart joke at the end of this trailer. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you know what? I was kind of on board until that. I was just like, yeah. okay, it's like a kid's feel. Like, do you know what? The joke at the beginning made me laugh when she was like talking to the camera, like on the show, and then they did like a, why is she doing that? Who's she looking at? Oh, she'll grow out of it. Like, that was funny. I like stuff like that. That was, that was a good joke. Yeah. Then they kind of did like the, oh, it's like mean girls with like KD moving from like the jungle to high school. It was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And then it just turns into like a, you know, fairly generic kids' adventure film. I was like, yeah, okay, that would work for what it is. I'm not the audience for that. Yeah. And then they just did that the fart joke at the end and it was just oh, oh and then they made like the yeah oh it was not about that that really ruined it for me yeah in fact I'm going to a no just because of that last joke what was the oh, dumb I joke yes no or maybe for the last bit oops are kids really um, that that dumb that like, they're going to find that fart joke probably like, funny yeah, really probably. yeah uh, kids are dumb man kids are dumb when I was watching this trailer I, I wish that it had gone and I was thinking well, why didn't this go for like a like children's sort of Tomb Raider sort of vibe I think that is what they're doing though and and that's what I was on board for like the whole like puzzles in the jungle thing I was like yeah that's really cool and like fun and interesting and then they just like put the dumb jokes in there and it was just like oh you're, exactly. you're losing it I think it tries to blaze it too much as a comedy if it and that, that's difficult to do with some of the cast they've got but and like the cast is great by itself but yeah, it I think if it leaned less into the comedy and went more serious I think it actually worked really well yeah I mean if you have to if I, if I have either the joke at the beginning with like the 
you know she'll grow out of it thing and the joke at the end like I'll, I'll lose I'll lose the first one to lose the second one if that's what I have to do because you're right I think it should either be an outright more like Jumanji kind of comedy yeah. but for kids that's or it should um, or it should just be like like say a Lara Croft for kids not yeah. try and do both yeah yeah I think that's why I'm still giving I'm an optimistic maybe I don't know something about it I, I'm trying to be optimistic about it for some reason I'm going to land on a firm pessimistic no <laughs> I'm gonna say no. It's just, it's just not for me. Just, I'm not its target audience. It's silly, isn't it? It's yeah. Silly. Yeah. Um, so kind of the, the last trailer we got is for Night Hunter. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think of this? You got Henry Cavill, you got uh, Ben Kingsley, Alexandra Daddario. They have a crime thriller. We don't seem to see like this sort of crime thriller as much anymore. No, it lo- it looks so. It gave me vibes of like. Uh, Gone Baby Gone and uh, like Zodiac, uh, which mm. are like two great comparisons to to have for a film. So Prisoners as well. Pris- yeah, it just yeah, looked it chance. looked awesome. It looked so like it just looked dope. Like everything that happened, I was like, yeah, that looks great. Yeah, yeah cool. Henry Cavill like raiding a little. Oh yeah, Ben Kingsley just looks amazing. In I, w- it. I would have liked to see more of Henry Cavill's character. I thought what yeah. you did yeah. see of him was really intriguing, but I don't think uh, for me, I didn't see enough first trailer so maybe first we'll trailer, see more yeah. later I think it looks great I think it looks really really cool I'm really looking forward when is it September September yeah that's not far that's not far at all no I can't wait to see where this lands yeah we see quite a lot of Ben Kingsley in this trailer which uh, like, I don't wrong he's great but I'm, I'm in the same boat and would have really liked to have seen more Henry Cavill just to see what is more of his character even Alexandra Daddario you yeah. thought they would have used I mean the 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 trailer kept twisting and turning so at first I was like okay so like Ben Kingsley and like this other girl were like baiting paedophiles and then he's castrating them chemically that, that, that was what I was going for and I was like okay that's cool it's going to be about people trying to stop him um, but you know like he's doing a good thing but they have to stop him with like a vigilante thing and that's where I thought it was yeah. going and then they brought in this whole like split personality uh, what's the mm. actual diagnosis um, disassociative identity disorder they brought that into there and there was this like then it turned into like seven meets split. I was like, what? This yeah. looks crazy. Yeah. I, was, I was actually all about it. I'm, I love that kind of crazy mix them up kind of stuff sometimes. I, I think that film will land well as well. I think the audience is out there at the moment with like a load of like streaming services having massive like, cr- like there's such big followings behind serial killer and yeah. like cri- dark crime documentaries yeah. and stuff like that at the moment. People are intrigued by it. Yeah. I think, I'll tell you what, this film's going to come out. It's going to make like no money. It's going to open to like $13 million domestic. Um, it's going to make it like, it's going to make like 25 million overall if it's lucky. Mm. It's going to find a really good audience after that and it's going to sit on Rotten Tomatoes at like 80% plus. That's my prediction for it. I think it's going to do really well. I think it's going to be really good. Not quite find its audience in theatres, um, but just be one of those like cult films that people are talking about years yeah. later. I think it's going to be around there. One of those ones that like, everyone talks about once it's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, yeah. like, like how Nightcrawler was and stuff like that, where no one saw it in cinemas, but everyone loves that film and everyone watches it on Netflix. Yeah, I can see it being a cult film, as you say, man. People will, like grab hold of it once it gets its. Yeah, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Yeah, exactly. That word of mouth. Yeah, that can like that can make a film. Oh, hundred percent, it can. That's what happened with Kingsman. Kingsman came out and made like no money its opening weekend. Kingsman. Everyone kept saying, "See it, see it, see it." Stayed in the top five for like thirteen weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes, for me, if you hadn't guessed from my excitement. 
Joe Rave It's a 100% yes from me as well. Best trader of the week. And Mulan looked sick. Yeah, I, I know. I'm in the same boat. The only thing looking at is IMDb, I, I'm a little bit worried about some of the lack of stuff on there. But Yeah, I think I, I, I don't really think it's found a big distributor yet. I don't, which no. Is interesting. Maybe it's a who's who's producing it. Do you recognise anyone while you're on there? Uh, David Raymond, who is directing it. Oh no, that's not. He's writing it. Hold on. Yeah, find a producer. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're just not good at selling films. David Raymond, if that rings a bell. No. Um, producer, exec Peter Aiken, Steve Ashley. Is that just uh, the exec? Who's the who's the actual like firm producer? Robert Ogden Barnum. Jeff Beasley. Has he got a Peter lot on there? Devin. Okay, yeah, it's so it's been. It's got so loads. to find it's. It has. I've never seen so many producers. Really? So that tells me that to find its money, they've had to source this left, right, and centre, which means they've probably struggled to find a distributor because a distributor is not wanting to get involved with a thousand contracts, mm. um, which means it's going to struggle to get a theatrical release. It sounds like, which is a shame. Yeah. But hopefully, someone like Amazon or Netflix just picks it up and drops it. Um, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, it feels like that kind of film, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. Wow, um, that's a lot of executive producers. That makes me think it's so that makes me think it's like crowdfunded or something. Who are these people? Maybe let's see. Potentially, there's so many. I've, yeah, I've literally never seen any of them. I'm gonna look at the production companies. Who's the main producer? And there's this guy. five production companies. There's one like there's like a different distributor per company. Per country. Okay, so one of the producers was the producer of All Is Lost and American Ultra. Um, and the other one was this guy. Yeah, this just looks like one of those films. That's, oh, Sin City. It's just one of those films that's been like thrown around everywhere. It's struggled to find its main distributor. We'll see. Uh, yeah, this is a big one to keep an eye on because yeah. it looked great. Um, so I just hope it ends up somewhere good. It wasn't at any festivals, was it? Um, it anyway, was a, it's a it's a huge festival uh, last year in I think it was LA. Uh, it was yeah, LA Film Festival. Okay. Not a big festival, but yeah. Um, but yeah, let's jump into these few headlines as we're talking. Henry Cavill, um, him himself and Chris McQuarrie obviously worked together on the best mission of possible so far. Uh, Fallout. They keep getting better. Um, they do. Um, Macquarie and Kawachi went to DC and pitched a film, uh, Man of Steel sequel, a while ago, and it was actually going to include the Green Lanterns, um, which is interesting. I've, uh, I've always been on board. I really like Chris Macquarie and the work he's done with Mission Impossible. Yeah, such it's a talent. Similar as what he would have done with the Man of Steel sequel, and to hear now that it would have included the Green Lantern core. Uh, I, I want to see that. I want to see what he would have done. As DC not really having a plan by something. Yeah, I mean that's just. The, I feel like we talk about that every other week. Um, yeah. I think I was most most interested in the idea of um, when Matthew Vaughan was potentially coming on board to be mm. kind of like a more hopeful, optimistic Superman. Um, I like Man of Steel. It's actually one of my favourites of the DC EU. Um, I think it probably is my favourite so far. Of- uh yeah it's probably mine I, th- I mean I'm trying to think of another one I actually like uh <laughs> Shazam yeah. Shazam was fine yeah Shazam yeah, was fun yeah probably the best one Wonder Woman Aquaman yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad 
Justice League. Uh, Suicide Second. Squad's literally in my like bottom ten of all time. I feel like atrocious. I prefer that than um, Justice League. Really, I think yeah. I prefer Justice League just because I don't know. At least it made sense. <laughs> I hate your Suicide Squad. I, I feel like we've spoken over and over about. I can't stand that film. I yeah. think it's a mess. It's trash. I'm talking about it just because I like hearing you ramble about it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, as we're on the topic of DC as well, with some news came out about the Joker, and it kind of looks like they're trying to get ahead of the storm by saying uh, the the Joker film that's coming out in November is not based on any comic run at all. Um, just their own interpretation of the character and what they're doing with that, which I find is really interesting. I, th- um, I feel like that's that's not news though. I mean, it just doesn't doesn't look like we're going to get any of the chemical stuff. He's already got the, the makeup on, like the Ace Chemicals. It doesn't look like he's doing the Red Hood thing. Like it just seems like yeah. it's new anyway. I don't think that's. Yeah. I don't know if that's news. I feel like that's something someone said, and then like all those like comicbook.com screen rant yeah. like trash sites just like pick up on it. And then, like, say, yeah, this is news. It's like, no, yeah. we knew that. We knew that. What are you talking about? Yeah, like, are you, you kind of just assumed that like, it was its own thing. Even from, like, the first visual shots we got. Yeah. You know, you were like, oh, cool. Mm. It's going a different route. Yeah, it's not seen this before. It's yeah. Psychological thriller sort of route. Yeah, which is the way to go, I think. I mean, I've been pitching that since the start of the show that DC should just bring out cool original stories that they don't have to connect everything. It's fine just to like have a new Batman in every film if you want it doesn't have to be you know Ben Affleck and doesn't have to be you know yeah, just bring out yeah. a film with, that you want to tell if it's a young Batman if it's a new Batman old Batman you know what, yeah. whatever you want to do just tell a cool story and don't worry about that sort of stuff let's just get good storytellers yeah. and like get their cool iterations of that yeah, character yeah because first of all DC have got some great one off stories like stuff like the long Halloween even stuff like Red Sun where it's just like crazy and out there you couldn't do that in a shared universe just tell that cool story if you want or let someone tell their version of it let Marvel do their shared thing and I've said this from the beginning as well DC stands for Detective Comics where all it was was Batman and then that was so successful they was able to buy action comics they was able to buy all this other stuff the Green Lantern stuff from all these other places and they assembled them together after the fact in a shared universe Marvel always started out as a shared universe. Mm. Reed Richards' lawyer was always Matt Murdock. You know, mm. Peter Parker was always pals with um, the Human Torch. Like it, it was always meant as this like big shared universe, and it just kind of it's in its DNA. DC isn't necessarily like that. There's some great stories that are like that that have come from that, but it's yeah. just not inherently in its DNA. So I think they could just go crazy and go wild yeah. and do stuff like the Joker. That's what they need to be doing, I think. You're right. DC has got, like, have had so many creators of their characters and stories over time, whereas for such a long time, Marvel was literally just Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Exactly, and yeah. Steve Ditko for a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, like, just give me, I don't know, Batman Beyond with Clint Eastwood as Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. give, give me some crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, my God, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be crazy good. I'd love that. I've heard some interesting mixed things about Joker. There's like one thing I won't say um, that I heard that is a little bit of a spoiler. So, um, yeah. uh, but the other thing like is that it's just two hours of the Joker like, looking in a mirror, <laughs> pretty much. That's it's fine. A lot, it's a lot of him, Joaquin Phoenix, looking in a mirror. Okay. Which kind of, <laughs> kind of, I don't know, worries me a little bit. Have you seen yeah. her? Love her. Yeah. I've got a feeling so it's going to be like, not obviously because it's Joaquin Phoenix, but 
like I feel like it's gonna have the same sort of vibe. It's gonna be a bit different more, tone, yeah. but same sort of vibe. You know, people looking at themselves in the mirror and I don't know, contemplating life. Yeah, mm. I'm up for it. I'm 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 interested to see what it is. I just hope. Yeah. I think I said this in one of the podcasts before. I'm just getting worried that it's gonna be like how people watch Fight Club, and they think the message of that film is to become a terrorist, not to not become a terrorist. And it's just where the people are like dumb. And it's like, you know how like Always Sunny in Philadelphia is like a satire on how dumb these people are and how yeah. stupid they are. And then there's some people that watch it and are like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I have the same like thoughts on gun control as like Frank does. It's <laughs> like Frank and Always Sunny has these. And it's like, no, no, they're like, they're taking the, they're taking the piss out of these people. Yeah. So I'm, I'm worried that it's like with the Joker, you're just going to get those like school shooter people, like get the wrong message from it. And yeah. Todd Phillips, who's, made a great hangover film don't get me wrong but isn't like a deft enough filmmaker to rise to that challenge yeah. unlike Scorsese and Taxi Driver who rose to that challenge do you know what I mean so yeah. that sort of stuff wor- worries me that it's going to be yeah. too surface level but um, we'll see a lot of people do that and as you say a lot of people will go will think of this this film as the universe reaching out to them you know yeah it's like people that watch yeah. Starship Troopers and they want to join the army and like become fascists it's yeah. like no this is a spoof of fascism what? Yeah. they're like wearing Nazi trench coats by the end of it what is the matter with yeah, you it's like someone made this up someone made this up for that story to tell you know oh people are insane if this is if, if this any of what I've said sounds like you seek help <laughs> <laughs> that may be too harsh but seriously <laughs> I'm st- I stand by it. <laughs> Let, let's move on to the next topic. Um, so, uh, Chris Rock is doing a, a reboot of the Saw franchise. We know we spoke about that a few weeks ago. Um, and it's, it's got his, it looks like Chris Rock's actually going to be a star in it, which is interesting to start with. Um, yeah. I think that's all the, the character this man will play will be his dad. And that will be the man who's on a mission to be in every franchise possible. Uh, Samuel Jackson. He's going to yeah. play a sword, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like uh, him and Andy Serkis just have a competition of how many like major franchises they can appear in, mm. which is great. And, you know, I think it's never a surprise when you hear that Samuel Jackson signed onto a film because That's he does true. it every other day. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty interested by this film because Saw started off really good and it, it died a death. It, it kind of went on too long yeah. and you know this that and the other but uh i'm interested to see what they how they sort of redo it because i think i I like the first saw a lot and then Mm, it made it made a lot of money from a very small budget so as soon as the studio sees that they just throw money at it and try and you know do it again and so they took a script that they already had and turned it into saw 2 so they like changed all the characters in it and changed all the elements of it and made it saw 2 then i think saw 3 was an original script from for the franchise it may not have been actually it may have, may have been a adapted like you know adapted one or two different things there. this information just makes me like like that franchise even less yeah like, i've never been appealed to it in fact i've been like completely opposite to it like, like have you seen the first one no watch the I first haven't. one the first one's good so like the first one's made as literally like a student film that they like went into like a full feature yeah it's really cool it's like it's just really tight and it's just really like it is what it is and it's just in that in mm. itself and it's really really cool it's just, there's like seven of them it's ridiculous yeah um, but the idea That's of like sort of uh, doing it again eight of them there's I eight think. of them wow I thought seven was too far I was making a joke 
but no. um, that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, the idea of them like sort of re- resetting and just doing another thing could be really interesting, or it could be the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot that we got, which was terrible. So who knows? Yeah, it's interesting because obviously uh, the first one had a big name when you got Danny Glover involved. Yeah. Um, so I kind of look at that this in the same sort of way as that, and I, I don't know. Get Danny Glover that. back. Yeah, that'd be cool. I love Danny Glover. But um, seeing getting seeing a name like Samuel Jackson being part of this franchise, it not only looks odd, but it feels like oh maybe they are they're doing something big, they're doing something different. And perhaps going back to more of that that crime sort of franchise that started yeah. as in the first film. Yeah, because the first the first one was from the point of view of the detectives and like the yeah. the victims. It, it and then it just became about the criminals it, and it's just yeah. it mm. just felt strange. It felt like yeah. it felt like they'd watched the first one and got the wrong message from it. <laughs> it felt yeah. like what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> where they like didn't get yeah. it and was like, oh yeah, everyone who loved this film loved the gore. Let's up the gore and like let's up the villain and it's like no that's not what we liked we liked the cool mystery unraveling itself I don't know yeah. putting a name like Samuel Jackson to it is great appeal for yeah. the other people that aren't really on board with the sort of franchise yeah. people like you you're going to be like oh Samuel Jackson nice exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so the probably the most surprising bit of news that we got this week um, maybe not surprising in some ways but the the Big Lebowski is getting a spin-off. Um, Jesus Rolls is coming 2020. Yeah, so here's the problem I have with that, and it's quite big. Um, okay. The Coen brothers hate this idea. They didn't sign off on it, and I think the studio took it out of their hands. Yeah. That, to me, is a huge red flag. I don't want to go anywhere near this film. If they if they even just gave their blessing, I'd be more behind it. But the fact that they don't like the idea, they're repulsed by the idea of it, and they're unhappy that they're not able to do anything about it, um, makes me want to uh, boycott this film. <laughs> to be I fair, think it was. John who was, it was. Um, he he put he, yeah, it was. He put it through. I think he's on it as a yeah. producer. Yeah. I think it's I think it's unfair. He doesn't own these characters, um, yeah. and he's exploiting a loophole that the studio probably have. And I I, I don't care for it. No, I agree. Yeah, leave that um, film alone. Leave it alone. It's a great leave film. That, yeah, leave that leave that alone, man. That's that's film gold out there. Yeah, you know? it's perfect. You don't need to franchise it. You don't need to spin it off. No, like spend that money on a new cool film. We do, but if you were to spin it off without the Coen brothers' consent, what would you want to see? Um, would you just want to see a sequel? I would want to sequel? see John Goodman in Vietnam as a flashback, but him in today's age, <laughs> and then and then no one referenced that he's like. Way too old to be in Vietnam. That's so you just want to see. see John Goodman in Vietnam. I just want to see John Goodman. To be fair, it doesn't really matter where he is. I'd want to see Isn't like another, another Coen Brothers film set in the same town, and you like come across like John Goodman's character like once. Yeah, and like he goes off on a mental race, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's another week. So we've got another bit of Eternals casting. I, th- I think we we're going to get the full cast list at Comic Con in a couple of weeks. Was this not thrown down though? Did did she not? Sorry, say what it is first, and then then I'll react. So May Barrybone's going to be join the Eternals. Go for it. Did she that's not say that that's like rubbish, or did her agent say that was rubbish or something? I feel like I heard that that was. Uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like she responded to the rumor and was like, "No, nah, that's no, nah, that's not happening." What are you what are you on about? Um, maybe. 
Yeah, so I've got the report here. So she oh, said she yeah, said yeah, in an Instagram yeah. video that she has no idea if she'll be in the movie. Everybody thinks we're going to be in a Marvel movie. Um, not that I or um, not that I know of. My family and I have no idea. So I just want to let everyone know that I'm not as of right now. So I mean, I guess she's yeah. like, well, you know, I'm hot right now, and my agent's pretty good, I yeah, guess. So it might happen, and it's moment. you know, it's good money. Who's going to turn down being in a mm. Marvel film? Because it's yeah. the money, the residuals will last the rest of your career for that. But um, yeah, there's nothing confirmed right now. It looks like they're trying. I mean, so is Jodie signed on? Is that confirmed, uh, or is it is this still like? Last time I looked, it looked like she was. But then I was, I was hearing conflicting things as to whether she. Yeah, is this or just someone's scoop that's still unconfirmed? Um, but I imagine we're going to get the full confirmed list in a couple of weeks. Comic Con. Yeah. That that makes the most sense. Yeah, probably. It says that. On IMDb, it looks like her, Kamal Najiani, and uh, Dong Siok Ma, that's the official pronunciation, are the only ones that are confirmed. And Richard Madden and Sam Hayek are sort of rumoured. And they're circling Keanu as well, aren't they? Yeah, but they're also just circling Keanu for any Marvel role. They just want him in a Marvel film. (laughs) Keanu, what do you want to do? You can do anything. I mean, he, speaking of hot right now, he's like having a real moment. This is like the Matthew McConaughey of a few years back. I can't even remember if it was on this podcast or just in general life, but someone pitched me or said to me, Knight Rider. Knight mm. Rider? Yeah. What, just like a Ghost random... No, I mean oh, right, I was going to say, like, with like Kit and like... Because <laughs> no. I could see it. I could see him as Knight Rider. <laughs> But Ghost Rider, <laughs> no, I'm not about that. I don't, I just don't like Ghost Rider. I think, I think that's where it comes from. Who would you? What character? What character would I give to Keanu? Yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer's been put out there. I know you're probably nah, not about that. I want I Common for Silver Surfer. Really? Common. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, who do I want Keanu as? That's a great question. You'd have to come back to me. I'd have to have. I'd have to have a sit down and no, think. You <laughs> oh. Um. Doctor Doom. That's not bad. I'll take that. Yeah, I think you can do better. Yes. We'll come back to next <laughs> Thanks. We'll check in next Thanks, week. mate. <laughs> Joe, you got a shout. For Keanu in the MCU. Yeah. Damn. Oh, Galactus. That's wow. Not That's not bad. I'd choose that over Doctor Doom. Um, what about you? I don't know. A lot of people have said Moon Knight as well. Um, but as the biggest Moon Knight fan here, um, no, I'm Ben Foster for Moon Knight. Yeah, um, that'd work. I think Ben Foster should give anything to as well. He's so talented. He's the best. Um, who do I think Keanu should? He should be John Wick. John Wick should be in the Marvel universe. Um, <laughs> that's no. my cop answer. Yeah, fair. Um, so the next bit of news: David Fincher is. He's around, he's doing stuff. He's going to direct Gary Oldman in a Netflix uh, biopic about, uh, I'm not about to pronounce his name, John Mankiewicz or something. He wrote uh, Citizen Kane with Orson Welles. Herman. Oh, yeah, that was it. That's yeah. a John. Um, <laughs> so, um, considering that surname, <laughs> the name you messed up was Herman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so th- this film was written by um, Finch's dad, who I just looked it up. He died in 2003, so this was before that. 
Um, so what that says to me is this is something that Fitch has wanted to do for a while. Mm. And obviously he's collaborated with Netflix a few times now with um, yeah. House of Cards and Mindhunter. Yep. Um, so it looks like they've just given him a load of money to make just kind of what you know is happening with like the Irishman and stuff like that where it's like yeah, Netflix have just got loads and loads of money now they don't know what to do with it so they're going to turn to people and say here do what you want and yeah Finch is saying I want to do this um, I mean you've got a talented director you've got a talented actor and you've got a really interesting sounding story um, <laughs> yeah what could possibly go wrong I've heard that like um, like filmmakers have come out and said like if you want to direct something or produce something right now if Netflix come to you take it because yeah. they give yeah. you like Full everything control. you need yeah they give yeah. you and, and fin- Finch has always said that he if um, a studio is too involved and too overbearing he won't do it after Alien 3 he, he yeah. swore it off and never again so he mm. will fight back with studios now he'll get in shouting matches with big producers and big personalities yeah and walk away if he has to I think it's never really been confirmed I think that's probably what happened with the Steve Jobs film that he was going to do the, um, mm. the one that was uh, that Danny Boyle ended up doing yeah. um, which is a great film but I'd love to have seen David Fincher and Christian Bale's version of that oh, but, um, that would be amazing I know but but yeah so, so who knows but this sounds really interesting and you know uh, the Academy love giving films exactly. giving well, awards to films about saying. Hollywood so mm. And it doesn't get much more like old school Hollywood and Citizen Kane. Yeah. Which is yeah. the Citizen Kane of films. Literally. <laughs> yeah, it's literally what I was about to say. You, when you've got names like Fincher and Gary Oldman, and then you put that with Orson Welles, Citizen Kane, one of the best films ever made, you you have to think, start thinking of when they're going to release this. And I'm like, you imagine it's going to be a late one next year, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be going to be pushing for that Oscar Oscar buzz um, the, some more directing um, we're not getting the lovely guy Richie return to Sherlock Holmes we're going to get Dexter Fletcher who obviously did Rocket Man, he did Eddie the Eagle and um, uh, well he also so he works under Matthew Vaughan who like produces yes. a lot of the stuff that Dexter Fletcher um, has directed yeah. And obviously Matthew Vaughan was the producer for Guy Ritchie um, on Lockstock, which starred Dexter yes. Fletcher. So, so they're all very much close, and you know, I imagine it's like a handing of a torch from friend to friend, um, because obviously Guy Ritchie just made a lot of money recently with Aladdin, um, yes. and a lot of success there. So I'm sure he just wants to go into other things rather than go back. Um, I never actually saw the second Sherlock Holmes, but I heard it was. I heard it was really good if not better than the first and I really enjoyed the first one so I'd have to check them that out as well as uh, I'm interested to see this because I loved Rocket Man love love loved Rocket Man so I'm really interested to see what he does with a film like Sherlock Holmes if there was an Elton John song in Sherlock Holmes 3 what, what Elton John song would it be um, <laughs> you've really got the questions today haven't you James um, um, this is what happens on record later if there was an Elton John song Sherlock Holmes three, what would it be? So what is is it just like, is it part of the soundtrack or is it like a musical number where like musical Sherlock number. and Ju- oh okay, it changes things. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like there's a correct answer here, so I don't want to just like throw it away so. on on anything. Um, I don't know. Yeah, can I man? I feel like I'd love to see Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law doing Crocodile Rock. Oh. 
is the correct answer. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see a different director's take on it. Um, even though Guy Ritchie wasn't very Guy Ritchie in Aladdin, if you get what I mean. There wasn't very Guy Ritchie-isms in Aladdin. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't watched Aladdin? No, I've been busy, man. I ain't seen it either. It's not... Does it looks um very much the same as Mulan for me? Nah, that'll be completely different. <laughs> um, so the last bit of news actually came out today. It's only a little bit of casting, but it's quite an interesting little bit. Um, so the end of the Spectre, uh, or the twenty fourth James Bond film, it's kind of left a little bit open um, for it to go wherever, for them to nicely wrap up whatever they're going to do with Bond twenty five. And all the drama that's going on now with Bond 25, we're going to get Christoph Waltz returning to the cast as Blofeld. Yeah, I mean, I love Blofeld as a character. I love Christoph Waltz as an actor. Um, it, it didn't it really work last me. time around, like the whole yeah. film as, as a whole. I think I like it a little bit more than most. Um, but I don't know, I'm so worried about this film. You know, I've been talking about me just being so worried about this film. I think it's going to. Mm. I think it's going to suck. I'm worried about it. It's just all the production drama that's gone yeah. on. The delayedness of it. I mean, I was saying yeah. it just from Kiri Fukunawa's attitude at that attitude. announcement. I was there's just like, he does not look like he's happy about making a Bond film. And it should be like a real like honour and privilege to make a Bond film. Because it's such an established part of like cinematic history. Mm. These films have been made since the 60s and they're still going and you get to make one. It should be the best day of your life to get that gig, and he just like couldn't care less. It seems like the um, the da- the um, is it Daniel Craig? That's his name, yeah. right? Yeah. It seems like the Daniel Craig Bond films are sort of run its course a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have been like renewed, and we should have had someone new, like not just for this one, but like a couple of years ago now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd agree with 100%. that. Yeah, I think that's where he belongs. It'd be dope. It really does. Um, And that's kind of it for this week's. uh, Actually, last question: What Bond, what Elton John song would make the best Bond song? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, Maybe "Candle in the Wind." Crocodile Rock. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, maybe "Candle in the Wind" would work. Yeah, it'd work. That's it. That's the correct answer. When Um, you asked that about um, Sherlock, all I could see was. Robert Downey Jr. singing Candle in the Wind. Really? <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, I'd pay to see it. Have you heard these? He released an album. What? Yeah. Well, you two clearly didn't watch the Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> in focus because I mentioned it in there. Yeah, he released an album. Imagine it was meant to be rhetorical, much. guys. I was more asking the audience. You guys are supposed to have both seen that video. I have. Yeah, I have. I yeah. I yeah, of course you have. Yeah. <laughs> you got to release an album, though, didn't you? Slept since then. I've been too busy working on my own in focus uh-huh. and just being able to be fair. Yeah. Um, let's go on to last week. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, so, me, we've been keeping score all the time. So, uh-huh. after last week's box office, you've caught up. We've, you've tied it up. It's 2 2. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would have been up if we'd been tallying all 22 episodes, but. I don't think so. But we'll yeah, right. um, Well, we could find out. No, we can. 
Aladdin come in at fifth place with 7.5 million. Annabelle uh, comes home in fourth place with 9.4 million. Yesterday staying at third place with 10 million. Toy Story for dropping from first place to second place with 33 million. And Spider Man coming in a little bit sure of what was predicted, but a nice healthy 92.5 million. Yeah, I thought it was um, going to be a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think I think, did, 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 I think the problem is I think the problem is people aren't talking about the average moviegoer sees two to three films a year, mm. um, and I think a lot of those people have because there's been a lot of big sort of tentpoles this year, particularly obviously yeah. Endgame. Um, so I think a lot of those two to three a year moviegoers may have already spent their movie money already. So I, I feel like yeah. Like, have done two already and like oh, possibly we'll a bit and they may have thought right Infinity War was great I've got to see Captain Marvel before I see Endgame mm-hmm. because that's out first and now I've got to see Star Endgame Wars. so you that's know, it you know it mm-hmm. always surprises me the amount of people I actually spoke to have spoken to sorry about like MCU films and been like yo have you seen this yet and they've said oh but like do I need to see this beforehand do I need to see this beforehand and a lot of the films you kind of do need yeah. to see the films beforehand there's yeah. some that you can like yeah you can miss out Thought the Dark World um, <laughs> but the, like but you, they reference it pretty heavily in Endgame yeah but like you couldn't see Spider-Man Far From Home without seeing Endgame no you could not like, no. You, I, mean, I think that holds a lot of people back because they're like yeah, oh, you're I'm right. not going to go see it because I've got to watch a three hour film Having said that, it still made like 92. It's that weird thing where, like, in a vacuum, it's like a lot of money. But, like, when you compare it to all the other Marvel films, it's not a lot of money. I'm just looking up how much it's made overall because, like, people forget that by that point it had already been out like five days anyway before it got to the weekend. Um, oh, Most people see it at the weekend, day. though. It doesn't make much money during the week. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, find out it's worldwide total as well. Yeah. Because I think it had a pretty simultaneous release worldwide. So domestic so far, as of as of recording day, has made two hundred and twenty nine million. That's good. Domestic. Uh, domestic, yeah. Worldwide yeah. has made six hundred million. Oh yeah, that's fine then. That that yeah. makes fine. It's gonna make a billion. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm, yeah. Which is in- interesting because the uh, it's a little bit of headline talk, but. It kind of ties into box office as well, but there was a little bit of a rumor going around that uh, uh, someone saw that on a, what, part of their emails that part of the deal with Marvel and Sony was that Far From Home had to make a billion dollars, otherwise the rights go back to Sony. Oh, really? They don't. They don't even really yeah. own the rights, though, do they? They they kind of it's kind of like a weird lease deal, right? Yes, like they've yeah. loaned them in for two years. Yeah, because yeah. I mean. Um, Marvel don't own the rights to Hulk. Yeah, that still sits at Universal. Oh wow! They they pay Universal. That's why we've not had a solo Hulk film. Yeah, they they pay Universal every time they use him in an Avengers movie oh. or a Thor movie. That's yeah. right, isn't it, James? Yeah, yeah. But, but then everyone's come out, and I think Kevin Feige and Mark Ruffalo have both come out and said, I don't think Hulk could work by himself anyway. Um, which they would say anyway, but they would I say don't that. think Mark Ruffalo's MCU Hulk would work by himself. Maybe not no. anymore. Not the direction yeah, not they're anymore. taking with him. No, they could no. have led that way. That they could have set something up. I loved like the first like. They int- could have totally done yeah like uh, Planet Hulk. 
Yeah. Instead of yeah, doing totally. what they did in, in Ragnarok. Yeah. They could have done that the other way around. That could have been a Planet Hulk film where Thor dropped in. But yeah. it's interesting to see. Like, I don't know how much uh, uh, of that story is true, but I just heard it somewhere and I thought it's interesting given where they leave uh, Far From Home, no spoilers, but um, I, th- I think there is room to manoeuvre there if they wanted to just ha- have it be their own thing, but I think yeah. it would be stupid like, to do that. Like Spider-Man, this version of Spider-Man especially has done so well being part of the MCU. Yeah, it'd be ridiculous to the 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 backlash that Sony re- would receive exactly. would result in negative financial implications for them. So I don't think they'd do that. Yeah. I, I think I think the goodwill that they've earned by teaming up with Marvel and the MCU um, has like relayed over to stuff like Venom and the financial success yeah. of Venom. And I think they'd lose all of that goodwill immediately by doing that by that silly clause of a billion dollars. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Which it, I don't I don't know if a Spider-Man film has ever made over a billion dollars. I'm gonna click on box office. What did Homecoming do? Uh, Homecoming would be the highest. Uh, worldwide, no, Spider-Man three is the highest. Wow, which is, what raising? <laughs> which is a oh, it literally only by ten million. Oh, okay. Um, from Homecoming. Just to be fair, sequels often make a lot more money than an yeah. original when the original's really, really good. Same reason Dark Knight Rises made more money than The Dark Knight, and Spider Man Two was like the best of that trilogy. So yeah. it makes sense that Spider Man Three would would bang. Yeah, and Far From Home has already made more money than Into the Spider Verse. Oh, that's a shame because yeah. one's a lot better than the other. I yeah, liked Far From Home, but Spider Verse is incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first, box office wise, Tommy? Have you got your predictions? Yeah, what's, what's new this week? Uh, we have Crawl, which I've heard really good things about, actually. Is that the crocodile um, one? Yeah. Yeah, it looks I think it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Um, I'll double check. Alright, Paddington 2, calm down. Is, uh, it's, oh no, it's gone way down. It's on 88%. It's 89. That's still not bad. Um, the other one we've got coming out is Stuber, which is the Dave Batista. Camille Nanjiani evil one um, yeah there are two releases two new releases this week so yeah. at number five I've got yesterday mm-hmm. probably making uh, head or heart head or heart probably making about six million interesting uh, number four I think Crawl about ten mm-hmm. million I think Stuber okay. is going to go a little wider at 11 million, but it could go either way with those two. Really, really yeah. good. And now I'm going to put Toy Story 4 at number two with about $20 million. Mm. And then number one again is going to be Spider Man Far From Home, but we're going to have a drop to about $48 million. Oh, We've got a very similar list. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Joe, do you have a list? I do not. Okay, don't worry. We'll just have a competition between me and Tommy then. Yep. Um, so my list is very, yeah, like I said, very similar. I have Yesterday down at okay. 6 million. Oh, wow. Um, I put Stuber at 4 with uh, yeah. 12 million. And then I put Crawl at 3 with 14 million. If you got I just won with that because I think having just watched uh, Midsummer and Annabelle, I feel like there's a market there for a really good horror film to get 
horror movie I, audience out. I, I think um, I think Dave Bautista's got a lot more star power than people give him credit for. Right? He's not The Rock, don't get yeah. me wrong, but people love him in Guardians and people love him on Twitter and stuff like that. He's got a good personality that people are... It's Bautista. Yeah, people are drawn to that now. I mean, the wrestling fans as well. And that's not even mentioning Kamal Nanjani's like upcoming credibility as like a comedic actor so I think it's just going to edge it dude we saw like a woman turn up with like 10 DVDs in her hands of Dave Bautista's <laughs> all time greatest wrestling moments to the Guardians 1 premiere man's got fans behind man's him. got fans <laughs> uh, well I'm, I'm gonna I'm bumping it down he's not he hasn't got a fan in me um it's quite, <laughs> DVD. number two film <laughs> Toy Story 4 um, which I put at 22 million. Okay, a little um, higher than me. What did you have as? 20. Yeah, I'll be close. I'll put Spider Man at 50 million. Oh, yeah, Alice is very, very close there. So it's all going to come down to oh. Stuber and Crawl. Yeah. Um, but that is it for this week's In Case You Missed It. Um, what, did we, what have we got coming up this week? Oh, we've got In Focus coming out yep. on Wednesday. Uh, Mr. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, don't say it. T- I'm yeah, not say it. Just wait. It's a mister. You've worked it. You've got that much. Oh. It's 50%. Um, but be sure to check out our YouTube and socials everywhere for that. Um, what did we have during the week? We had... Uh, in Development. In Dispute. In Dispute. Yeah, uh, In Dispute. Oh, it was a good one. Uh, the it was the, it was the 2015 awards for the 20. Yeah, we have been hyping it up because I disputed yeah. like, everything and I went a bit mad. Yeah. But you know what? They got it wrong that year. I stand yeah. by everything I said. But go and check out why um, the reasons behind Thomas disputes. Um, you can find that on our YouTube and everywhere else. Um, yeah, in focus coming out during the week, a good one, hopefully. Um, so go and check out on Wednesday when that drops. Uh, go and check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as it's now called, not iTunes. Yep. Um, go and follow us on Facebook. Uh, go and follow us on Twitter at Insider Network underscore. Follow us on Instagram at Insider Network. Oh, we've got um, a new giveaway coming up in just two weeks' time, so listen out for that. Ooh. So we've got that coming up, so listen to the show to find out when and where you could win that. Um, Joe, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. You've been, been the first official guest of In case you missed it. I am honoured. Um, where are you on? Are you on Twitter? If people want to follow you on, I'm not on the Twitter, but I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Reanimated. Joe, go and follow yeah. me. Yeah. 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 I'm on there. You can follow Tommy and Mr. TT Grinning. You can follow me at Floodgate Twenty Eight. And that's it for this week. See you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. See you.